The first Bible reading tonight comes from Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 28, and that can be found on page 1019 of the Visitor's Bible. That's page 1019, Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our second reading is Luke chapter 18, 9 through 14. It's on page 1097. Luke 18, starting at verse 9. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jill simply loved playing her saxophone in the band at church. Yeah, she liked music, but she loved the way it helped her to fit in, to fit in and know where she belonged. Terry, Terry wanted to serve Jesus more with his life, and so he stopped the uni course he was doing, the course that it seemed everyone wanted to do, because he wanted more time and more training to serve Jesus. As Bob picked up the rubbish, dirty rubbish, out of the bin at church that the animals had pulled out the night before, he asked himself, why do I have to do this? And Jane, after a long week, trying to help people with their problems, thought to us herself, I'm just not sure if I can do this any longer. Those four stories are all true. Only the names have been changed to protect the guilty because they were all me. Serving Jesus can be our greatest joy and serving Jesus can feel like the greatest chore. How do you feel about serving Jesus, whether it's something you're involved in here at church or serving Jesus in any area of your life, at home with your family or those you live with, uh, in your workplace and serving other people? Is it a joy or a chore? Do you need some encouragement, some refreshment? How do you serve Jesus 
and keep your joy. Well, tonight we start in a dark place with the misery of serving the wrong Jesus. Matthew eleven twenty eight is a wonderful promise from Jesus. It's as far as from misery as you can get. Have a look at it there. Page 10, 19. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus draws us in, doesn't he? All you who are weary and burdened. Do you feel weary and burdened at the moment? Have you ever felt weary and burdened? Do you think the day might come where you feel weary and burdened? You bet it will. And Jesus says, come all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you a gift. I will give you rest. What's Jesus got in mind? Is he promising here when you're weary and burdened, he'll give you free tickets to a cruise? Ten days, you won't have to cook. You don't have to amuse the kids. In fact, you don't even have to amuse yourself. It's just on tap for you the whole time. Or is he promising some city dwellers, come out to the country and I'll give you fresh air and you'll listen to the bellbirds and you'll just feel yourself unwind? Is that the sort of rest he's talking about? No. Much bigger than that. Much better than that. Is rest big in the Bible? It is, isn't it? On page two, God has just finished creating the universe. Six days, relentlessly, he works and works and works by speaking. But he stops working. And on the seventh day, which doesn't end, there's no eighth day, he stops and enjoys. He rests with the animals and Adam and Eve and all creation. And it is very good. Rest is big on page two of the Bible, but it gets interrupted, it gets destroyed by sin and God starts a rescue plan to restore that rest. His people in the Old Testament get a taste of rest, don't they? There's the land of rest and there's the day of rest, remember? Uh, The Sabbath. And we look forward to the ultimate rest. It's what we call heaven. Dick was weary and burdened the day I saw it, the last day I saw him last Friday week. They were in hospital, they were doing everything they could to make him comfortable, but he said to me, I just can't get comfortable. doesn't matter where I sit or how I move, I cannot get comfortable and I've had enough. I want to go. His body was worn out. And though some of us were just waiting and longing for him to get a letter from the Queen to reach that big triple figures, he was longing for something better. Longing for rest. So what did I read to him from the Bible? Revelation 21. Now God dwells with his people. And there is no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things had passed away. He was weary and burdened. He wanted rest and he knew Jesus 
who had promised him rest. Do you believe this? Have you come to Jesus and you know the ultimate rest? If you have, whether you're nine or 99, is this what you long for? Is this what you delight in? Is this the best thing ever? This is a wonderful promise from Jesus. And he promises us ultimate rest. But it's not just ultimate rest. What Jesus is promising here is not just about the future. He does not say, come to me and I will give you rest one day in the future. Jesus is not the ultimate financial planner. Invest with me and you'll score big time in the end. No, this is present promise. You see it there, 28 and then 29. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When are you going to have this rest? When you take his yoke upon you. When you learn from him, because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's a present reality. When you become a follower of Jesus, when you are a disciple of Jesus, you have come to him and you have rest. When you are someone who is serving Jesus, you have rest. Do you believe that? Is that your experience of the Christian life? Could you honestly say to your non-Christian friend, look, you've got to come to Jesus. If you come to Jesus, you'll have rest now like I do. We're not sure that's our experience. Why is it that serving Jesus often feels like a heavy burden with so little joy? Well, that's because of the misery of serving the wrong Jesus. In Matthew's Gospel, there are a whole lot of people who are weary and burdened because they live in a world marred by sin. There's the sick and the blind and the lame and they come to Jesus and he gives them rest. There's the guilty and the outcast and they come to Jesus and he gives them rest. But it's not just that people are burdened by living in a world marred by sin. People are burdened by the wrong God and the laws he, they think they need to keep. Have a look at the very next verse. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, the day of rest. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what's unlawful on the Sabbath. Here they are in the land of rest. Here they are on the day of rest. What they should be what should they be doing? Enjoying God and His blessings. And here they are enjoying God and His blessings, but the Pharisees are too busy pointing the finger on them and saying, You've got to keep our rules so that they don't get to enjoy the rest that God is giving them. What is God like according to the Pharisees? He's like a strict headmaster who is watching the whole time with all his rules watching for you to make a mistake and it is a burden. 
It leaves you weary and burdened and it's a misery, the misery of serving the wrong God. And we might point the finger at the Pharisees, but it's often the same for us. We have wrong ideas about God, about Jesus, and we feel weary and burdened even in our serving of Jesus. Uh, Like the Pharisee in the parable that we read tonight, we're serving often to be good enough for Jesus. Oh God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, he says. I thank you that I'm not like other people at church who aren't on any rosters. I'm on three every night. Look at me go, Jesus. I'm earning the points because Jesus, I think you are like a severe headmaster. And I have to serve or you won't be happy with me. Are you like that? Is that why you feel burdened and have so little joy? Or we're like the older brother in that great parable of the lost son, do you remember? The younger son wastes it all and then comes back to his father and his father, can you believe it, welcomes him back and throws a party and the older son is furious and he refuses to come in and he says to his father, all these years I've been slaving for you and you haven't even given me a young goat to pay me back. Are you serving Jesus? Because if you serve Jesus, you think he will give you what you want. People will praise you. You'll get a leadership position at church. You'll have a happy family. You'll have good health. You wouldn't say you're doing it for that reason, would you? But what happens when you're serving Jesus and he doesn't give you those things? How do you react? That's a good test, isn't it? It's as if we think Jesus is an employer. He's the employer, Jesus, who owes us if we serve him. Are you like that? Is that why you feel burdened and it's a struggle to serve Jesus and there's so little joy? Or maybe you know he's not like a headmaster and he's not like an employer. You know that he's already paid for you by dying on the cross. And all you want to do is you're grateful and you want to pay him back. That's why you serve, to pay back Jesus as if he's a bank manager who's given you a really big loan and you've got to spend the rest of your life paying him back and it's never enough. What a burden to live under. Are you like that? Is that why there's no joy in your serving of Jesus? Whether you think he's a headmaster or an employer or or, or a bank manager, whatever it is that you're burdened with, with your wrong idea of serving Jesus, no wonder you're burdened. It's all about you and you doing enough. What a burden. But even if it didn't make us feel burdened, having the wrong Jesus... Thinking that Jesus is a headmaster that you've got to be good enough for. Thinking that he's an employer that you add up enough points with the payroll department and then he'll give you what you want. Thinking that Jesus is a bank manager that you're paying back. How do you think Jesus feels about that? He dies for you and then you you think you've got to pay him back. It might be a misery for you, but you can bet it's a misery for him. Idolatry hurts Jesus. When we serve the wrong Jesus, we are burdened. It's a misery for us 
and it's a misery for him. And we need to repent. We need to see our wrong ideas about Jesus and get rid of them. That's the misery of serving the wrong Jesus. What's the solution to the misery of serving the wrong Jesus? Well, it's very simple, isn't it? Serve the right Jesus. And when you serve the right Jesus, these verses show us you have rest and you have joy. I want you to notice here in these verses, 28, 29, 30, that the serving of Jesus is not some optional lecture that gets smuggled in in the terms and conditions which you didn't manage to read when the promise was read out, do you see? You know, like when you sign up for things on the, on the internet and it says, I have read the terms and conditions. No one's ever read them, but you tick the box. And who knows what's in there? You might find out one day. Or maybe serving Jesus is like that. I'll give you rest. Smuggle it in. Now you've got to serve him. No. Verse 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And it's not in the small print. It's not in the back of the book. It's in the very next verse. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. The word rest is there again. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Where is the rest in Jesus? It's in serving Jesus. Do you see? I will give you rest. How do you do this? How do you get it? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And you will find rest for your souls. It's not rest over here and serving over here and who knows how they fit together. It's not serving in this life and if you serve for long enough and well enough, he'll give you rest in the next. No. The rest is serving Jesus. How can that be? How can it be that by serving Jesus, that in itself is rest? Well, the key is who? Do you notice Jesus doesn't say, come to me and come to my religion. Come to my new ritual. Come to my way of living. Come to my philosophy. No, he simply says, come to me. I will give you rest. Take my yoke. Learn from me. No wonder that serving the wrong Jesus gives you no rest. You've got to serve the right Jesus because Jesus gives the rest. The crucial thing you hear is who Jesus is. Do you see? He's not a headmaster. He's not an employer. He's not a bank manager. He's a servant. Have a look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. This is the key to the whole thing. It's such a contrast, verse 27. All things have been committed to me by God. No one knows God except me and those to whom I reveal him. I have all the power and authority that there is. And yet he is so gentle and humble. Later on in Matthew's gospel, Jesus enters Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey. Gentle he comes, not to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for 
many. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and following me, serving me, is rest. I will give you rest. How can that be? Because he is gentle and humble. You know, for for me, most of the time, I'm not burdened by serving Jesus. The lack of joy in my serving of Jesus is not because I think that I need to be good enough for headmaster Jesus. It's not because I'm trying to get something out of Jesus as if he's an employer. It's not even that I'm trying to pay back Jesus as if he's a bank manager. No, I don't think that's what it is for me. My main burden as I try and serve Jesus is simply this. I think he gives me too much to do. He asks too much of me. Just when I think there are too many things or they're too hard to do, he stacks up another one. And I think, Jesus, don't you know? Don't you care? I don't think of him as a headmaster or employer or a bank manager. I think he's a cruel slave master. And how do I get stuck with him? That's what's going on in my head, though I don't admit it. And so these words struck me with great force this week. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. I've been refusing to believe that. For if I believed that, then I would know that Jesus is for me, wants the best for me, and is not trying to burden After all, how could that be true? Gentle and riding on a donkey, he went to his death for me. Do I think somehow that he's changed his mind and turned into a cruel slave master? It's ridiculous, isn't it? I need to see that Jesus is gentle and humble in heart and whatever challenges he lays before me come from his goodness and his love, and are not a burden. That's how serving Jesus is rest. I wonder what it is for you. Is it that you really do see that he's a headmaster and you've got to be good enough for him? Is it that you're trying to get something out of him? Is it that you're trying to pay him back? And gee, you can never pay back someone who died for you, can you? That's a burden. Is it the amount of stuff you've got to do? Is it that he wants you to serve, you think, in ways that you don't like? So it becomes a misery. This is the misery of serving the wrong Jesus. But he is gentle and humble in heart. And when we believe that, then serving Jesus is rest. Do you believe it? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus who is gentle and humble in heart, rode a donkey into Jerusalem and hung on a cross for us to serve us. Father, how could we ever think that he was a a headmaster or an employer or a bank manager or a cruel slave master? Help us to see who he is 
and to believe that serving him is rest. We pray this in Jesus' name.